Hello, neighbors. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Gracie. And we're your spooky neighbors. Welcome back for another episode of The Basement Tapes. Today, we are covering Lavender Town Syndrome. Ooh, Lavender Town. That sounds beautiful. I love it. Yes. Maybe I love it. I don't know if I'm going to love it. Okay. Well, let's say that you're a Pokemon trainer and you're going to be the very best. Like, no one ever was. But first, you got to make it through the tedious rock tunnel. Oh, we're going into a Pokemon game. I remember that you had a box of nostalgic things and you had your Game Boy out. I have a wonderful box of nostalgia. I have a Game Boy Color, a bunch of Beanie Babies, all my Pokemon cards, It's just a whole bunch of wonderfulness. It is wonderful. And I remember that Game Boy Color and you had Pokemon just right up in it. I do. I do. I do. I only have Pokemon Blue and I also have Pokemon Pinball. Anybody? Anybody? Hmm. I have not played that one. It's so much fun. I have not. (laughs) But I remember at this point in time that you were in the Rock Tunnel. Oh, in Pokemon Blue. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. The rock tunnel. There was like a, a bunch of like, what are the little tunnely guys that pop their little brown heads out? I diglets. Think, diglets. There's diglets everywhere. I'm not sure if one of your Pokemon knew Flash, but... I don't remember. For I... our listeners here, <laughs> let's say that one of your Pokemon knows Flash. So now you're in business. You can see where the fuck you're walking and you're one step closer to traveling across the land and catching them all. That is the point. Yeah. But right now, you have to get past the Zubat that appears every 10 steps. Oh, Remember that guy that? is so annoying. <laughs> a, a screech that haunts our dreams. I can hear it right now. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that God. damn Zubat. <laughs> yeah, I remember that you'd use a repel. And you'd just be walking, and then it would still fucking come up. Yeah. Every single time. Every time. Wow. I think I ended up turning around. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because I was like, you're about to get to Lavender Town, but you turned the other way. And, and I was, was just like, like what's that? <laughs> okay. Well, if you just turn right back around, then you will reach Lavender Town. All and you have to do is get through Zubat Hell first. Got absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> and emerging from the tunnel for the first time, you reach Lavender Town. Before we dive into the whole urban legend and creepy pasta about a phenomenon called Lavender Town Syndrome, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the town and the purpose in the game. Hmm. It's where Pokemon go to be buried. Oh, wow. I'm kind of glad I didn't go there now. Like, buried? But, but we like creepy stuff, Steph. True, but, I mean... I don't it's know, like, it's po- a pretty shade of purple. Okay, so yeah. Pokemon being buried, it means a whole bunch of stuff that I don't understand yet. Yeah, so the thing about Pokemon is that We were taught from a very early age that this game is about friendships, the bonds that players form with their Pokemon and catching them all. And, you know, maybe battling some gym leaders, too. And getting all the badges. Oh, yeah. Fighting the Elite Four. Hell yeah. Team Rocket's going down. Yeah. Beat Team Rocket in between. It's a good time. And even if your Pokemon faints during a gym battle... It's fine, because you could just go to the Pokemon Center afterwards, and Nurse Joy will hook you up. And after a few seconds of do-do-do-do-do, boom, your Pokemon are healed, you are good to go. And everyone's fine. And you're ready to continue your journey. Exactly. But then when you reach Lavender Town, 
This is when you realize Pokemon can actually die. I had no idea. Because I never made it. <laughs> <laughs> she turned around. I turned around. <laughs> I didn't know Pokemon could die. That's so sad. Yeah, that's really fucked up, actually. Jeez. <laughs> so the in-game story revolving around Lavender Town is just as creepy. The plot involves a restless spirit of a Marowak who is murdered by Team Rocket and angrily haunts the tower while it searches for its orphaned Cubone. The same tower is full of trainers mourning their beloved Pokemon who have passed, and as you explore the tower, you come across ghost Pokemon and also a bunch of crazy possessed Pokemon trainers that are trying to battle you. Ooh, crazy possessed trainers. Like yeah, they look kind of rabid. Ghost Pokemon. Yeah. Oh. I mean, not not the ghost Pokemon. The trainers look rabid. They're just like, oh. if you just imagine a anime-style possessed person <laughs> that's trying to battle you and... I'm getting a vision of it. They're like, look at my ghost Pokemon. So fucking cool. <laughs> and I don't know. They're just like super crazed. Like they look cracked out and you just don't want to fuck with them. I'd face them now, but <laughs> I don't re I don't know if I would do that as a child. Like facing rabid ghost like zombified trainers. Hell no. So you know when they're like looking one way and then once you like come across their line of vision, then they're like, oh, yeah. Uh, exclamation point above their head let's right. battle and then i'd be like now i'd be like okay let's go yeah exactly and back then <laughs> i'd be like run the away! other way like oh, run okay. away <laughs> i'm not trying to fight you right now <laughs> so what i'm saying is that this is a really heavy plot line in a video game that's designed for children yeah but the plot for lavender town thickens in the late 90s mysterious and macabre rumor about the game spread like wildfire lavender town syndrome hmm during the first few days of the release of Pokemon Red and Green in Japan, back in February 27, 1996, a peak of deaths appeared in children between the ages of 10 to 15. The children were found dead through suicide, usually by hanging or jumping from heights. Oh my god! That's awful! Some of the cases were a lot more dark and very, very odd. A few of the cases recorded children who started sawing off their limbs. Jesus. Others sticking their faces inside the oven and others who choked on their own fist. That, I can't even visualize that, like shoving your fist down your throat. And just <sighs> dying. <laughs> and just dying like that. That sounds like something oh, out of a God. horror movie. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. The few children who were saved before killing themselves showed sporadic behavior. When asked why they were going to hurt themselves, the children completely flipped out. They'd answer in chaotic screams and tried scratching their eyes out. Authorities tried to figure out if the Game Boy was the connection to the children's attitudes, so they showed the children a Game Boy. The children were asked if the Game Boy had a connection to their attitude, and the children had no response. But... When they showed the children the Game Boy combined with either Pokemon Red or Green, the screams of the children would continue, and they would do their best to leave the room that the Game Boy was located in. That had the so game they were like, "Get up. me the fuck out of here! I don't want to have yeah. anything to do with that." Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a trauma response, if you ask me. Absolutely. Eventually, Japanese authorities discovered these horrible tragedies only occurred after the children playing the game reached Lavender Town. The Lavender Town theme song in the original Japanese version had extremely high frequencies that studies shown only children and young teens could hear because their ears are more sensitive. Ooh, hold on. 
Can we can we hear this? Is there like a video clip of this on the, on the internet? There is. There is. Um, we can't play it for you due to copyright. Nintendo would come after us so hard. Oh, well, let's not let that happen, but I want to hear it. <laughs> and then we're going to come back and I'm going to describe to you what I hear. And we're back. I can tell you how Steph's face looked. It looked very pained. Uh, yeah. Okay. So if I could describe it as sound is pixelated, you know, how Pokemon looked, but it's how it sounds, right? So yeah. that sound of a Pokemon village, but it's very somber. And it's sad. And then there's these weird layers of like super high pitched overtones and then it drops to nothing. Like a pitch that I probably couldn't hear for a second, then it gets really low. Yes. So it's this like gigantic swing of like it's it's creepy, too. It Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. There's a swing between the high and low pitches that it kind of fills you a tiny bit with existential dread. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you saw on my face? Yeah, yeah, a bit of existential <laughs> dread. You're yeah. right. And we'll put the we'll put the link in the description for you guys to listen to. Yeah, check it uh, out on, on your uh, on your on your own terms. In your own discretion. Just be careful, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so did you notice those super high um, yeah, so there was that part that from what you said about like teens and children only being able to hear it. So I could hear up to a point and then it's, it seemed like there was going to be another level that I just couldn't pick up on. And that's when it mm. dropped. I wonder if our brains couldn't hear that final level. I, that's kind of what it felt like to me knowing mm. that. Very curious. Wow. Yeah, so this high-pitched tone caused children to lose their minds, which caused them to take their own life or cause self-inflicted mutilations. Some of the other children got off easier and only reported feeling nausea, severe headaches, nosebleeds, or irrational bouts of anger after playing Pokemon. Whoa. Well, I'm not feeling any of that right now, so I'm out of that realm, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nuts, though. That, like, sound can have such an effect on you. And it can. It absolutely can. Like that annoying. <laughs> what is that mysterious ticking sound? Take it's a pipe bomb. Powder <laughs> <laughs> puppet pals, anyone? Yes, absolutely. I, yes. Uh, yeah, so the source of that mysterious ticking noise was Lavender Town Syndrome. <laughs> so the legend also claims that the lack of media in the United States covering Lavender Town Syndrome is because Nintendo was intentionally covering it up to preserve the innocent and child-friendly image of the game. Of course they did. Of course. But like, ooh, is that ethical, I wonder, to cover up and not talk Such about like, yeah, it is. I mean, Nintendo really has touched so many souls. It was a large part of my childhood. And yeah, it probably would have done something if I knew a bunch of kids had died. Or it probably would have deterred my parents from exposing me to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, oof. hopefully if they did it right, those families got compensation or help or any kind of apology, perhaps. Well, let's remember that this is uh, urban legend creepypasta. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Supposedly, according to this myth, the Lavender Town background music was changed slightly to be less harsh and shrill when the game was localized for the North American release of Pokemon Red and Blue to prevent the scandal from repeating itself overseas. That's good. 
that way we don't need to have this continue. So, okay, if this was true and maybe not an urban legend, you do like a recall and say, here's here's a new, better version of Pokemon Green and Blue. Yeah, have it. Hmm. Or sweep under the rug. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Corporate hmm. things. Corporate things. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the fact that the suicides are said to have happened in Japan is also important. It means that for most of the rest of the world, fact-checking becomes way harder because of the language barrier, which makes this legend more mysterious because we don't necessarily understand it due to the lost translations. So this creepypasta was written in Japan in Japanese. Is that right? Am I understanding that correctly? Or is the creepypasta ensuing that you won't know because... Of the language barrier. Yeah, that's another layer. Like, that's... you can't fact check the creepypasta because of that. So the creepypasta is indeed in English, and there is an original post on a website called Pastebin. Hmm. And I've never heard of Pastebin. Yeah, what is it? I have, I, I don't know. Like, it, to be honest, it was really hard to read this whole thing because it was so many pages. I love creative writing. Don't get me wrong. I went to school for that. But I'm trying to look for, you know, the hardcore facts, urban legend, and it was detailing um, the legend, but then also going into a story about how there was a software engineer from Nintendo that was like on the run and he was trying to get away from these people or he had all these secret notes that were hidden. And it, I mean, I kind of lost interest halfway through, so it wasn't, Yeah, I, I felt like nothing of it really truly related to the story right but something that does there is a video that appeared in 2010 using special software special software 2010 special software yes indeed (laughs) to analyze the audio of lavender town's music when played the software created images of unknown near the end of the audio so basically what the unknown are is they look a lot like ancient letters, and they're just kind of Pokemon that float around. They look like special characters, so you have one that's an A, and you can translate that. Ah, okay. So there's like a secret kind of language going on with this, perhaps? With like exactly these specific unknown Pokemon that are like characters or letters in an alphabet system. So yes. it's like code. Yes, exactly. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. So... The unknown translate to leave now. This video is playing on a horizontal reel, which kind of reminds me of Guitar Hero in a way. It also kind of looks like a music sheet or like a braille system. So So it's like black and white. They're like showing up one by one and it's just like trailing across the screen. It eventually translates into that tone that made you feel complete dread. And the frequencies are very low and sound like static or a hiss. And then that is when... The legendary Pokemon called the Unknown. That's when they start showing up on the reel. And then that's when they start spelling out that leave now when the tones hit those really low frequencies. It kind of sounds like a credits rolling type situation. Yeah. All right. But like left to right, like Guitar Hero, like you were saying, and just like one at a time where you're just like reading it like on a Ouija board, like L-E-A-V-E-N-O-W. And you're like, okay, bye. Get out. <laughs> right, turn off that video real quick. Be like, okay, I'm out. Bye. I'm turning around again. Not coming back this time. <laughs> I'm going to go play Pokemon Pinball now. 
Oh, man. (laughs) This raised a controversy since the unknown didn't appear until Gen 2 games, Silver, Gold, and Crystal. So you can find this video on the Creepypasta page, and it looks really creepy, and I tried finding it, and I literally just saw it a week or two ago, and now it's gone. Oh, Hmm. interesting. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. Strange. Um, So I looked at many of the different angles before drawing conclusions, so I tried searching on how sound waves affect humans and if it could truly make someone go crazy or lead them to take their own life. Ooh, do tell. I think there's a lot on that. Yeah. On a side note, my Google search history is kind of interesting. It says, can sound waves kill people? And (laughs) that was the first search. And the other one was before we launched this podcast. So I wrote, how to upload a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's really suspicious. <laughs> like that episode of American Horror Stories where he's trying to put out this like movie that makes people want to kill people. Yeah. That yeah. is a very good reference. I am not that guy. <laughs> no, she's not. We we swear. <laughs> we care about you guys. We want you to live and to keep coming back to listen. <laughs> Stay tuned. If you dare. <laughs> Yeah. So going back to the sound waves and its effect on humans, it led me to acoustic weapons. Hmm. The mosquito, for example, is a high-pitched sound that is audible and painful to younger people. Yeah, an uh, organic audible weapon found in nature all over the United States in the summertime. You're welcome. I'm cringing. I can feel it. I can hear it. It pains me. I know. (laughs) But yeah, it says, yeah, people who are older are unaffected, but I still feel pretty affected. Yeah, same. Yeah. Next is infrasonic weapons, such as blasting low-frequency sounds that are inaudible but cause pain or disorientation, such as ones used for crowd and riot control. Oh, like a loud booming sound, just like everybody drops on their knees. Yeah, I think I've seen pictures of how they're used in war, which is really fucked up. Ooh. Because they'll like have all their protective ear equipment on, like the soldiers or whatever. And then when they're controlling the crowd, they just have these super loud speakers. And that's creepy. Yeah. That's it messed up. led down many other rabbit holes of sound, like a whale's call at 188 decibels can crush your... Organs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And also the same thing with earthquakes or volcanoes. Man. That as well. Sound can fuck you up or it can enlighten you. It, sound can do all sorts of things to you. Yeah. Oh, like all the different kinds of music. It can make you feel things and it can make you do things like crouch down and cover your ears like, oh my God, that hurts so bad. Like the sound of a screaming child. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in the fetal position. Like, make it stop. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, again, that is something that I wanted to touch on very briefly because the mosquito part kind of lends maybe a tiny bit of truth to the lavender town syndrome claims. Maybe a tiny bit because it's very high pitched. It's a relatable thing that it's annoying and it sucks and you want to get away from it. Exactly. So if children could hear those higher tunes, maybe they wanted to get away from it. Go on. Again, this is a again, this is an urban legend of creepypasta. Children All right, we're gonna tab that one. Yes, tabbed. What's what's next? (laughs) Next I looked into some color psychology. The color lavender, which is associated with healing, relaxation, 
cleanliness and purity. Mm, it is the most calming, wonderful tone of color. I love lavender so much. I love lavender too. It just it's... makes me feel like happy and peaceful, like I can relax. Yes. Yeah. I want more clothes of that color of lavender. It's too close to pink for me, so I can't wear it. <laughs> I mean. What about like fresh field lavender? Maybe an accent of lavender. Yeah, an accent of lavender. Mm -hmm. An accent of lavender town syndrome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's carry on because this is a long stretch of speculation, which, yeah, stuff, let me, let me know if you follow. You guys, let me know if you follow. This is something that I will that certainly I'm let you know if I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally just stretching and putting some pieces together to add some new perspectives here. Okay. 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 What you got? So think about a horror movie, specifically one that's kind of revolving around a cult. Some common tropes within those movies are you can cleanse the world of human suffering if you take your own life. You can purify yourself. You can purify the world purity okay hmm. here's the stretch oh so the that color, wasn't the stretch <laughs> that was already the stretch but now applying it to lavender town so you have this very dreadful tune uh-huh and it's causing you so much pain you're like oh my gosh i mean maybe that's human suffering on that level okay then associating that with the color suffering, lavender as well sadness of the sound the color lavender comes into so play. So then you're pairing those two things together with something that's dreadful and something that's Calming purifying and peaceful and cleansing, purifying. And purifying. maybe I can rid myself of the sound if I take my own life. Yeah, that's a stretch. It's a stretch. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Gracie's stretching long. <laughs> I'm really stretching here. But if anyone. <laughs> has any thoughts on this, please let me know so I don't feel completely alone on this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess the I, the only problem I have with it is because lavender to me just feels peaceful and calming. I don't really see the cleanliness or purity in it. I guess, I mean, colors are all innocent, right? I don't know. Red is not that innocent of a color. <laughs> so lavender does seem more innocent to me as a color. That's just my own opinion. We would love to hear your opinions on this too, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that 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 was the Okay. That that was my super stretch. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> so basically Lavender Town Syndrome is just that, an urban legend and a creepypasta. However, it did draw inspiration from a true story. Oh. There was an episode aired in 1997 called Deno Shenshi Porygon. The scene combined two techniques that are frequently used in cartoons. The first, called Paka Paka in Japanese, uses different colored lights flashing alternatively to cause a sense of tension. Oh, so exciting. The second, called Flash, emits a strong beam of light. It was this climactic scene that over 600 children had seizures as a result of flashing lights, which oh. set off convulsions and vomiting. Oh, my God. And that's a real, that actually yeah, happened. Yeah, this is, this is a real thing. This actually happened. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, yeah. That um, is wild. That, yeah. So that reminds me of, like, there are seizure warnings. Like, there is going to be flashing lights. Here's a disclaimer. Like, could that be one of the reasons why we get those now? Possibly. 600 poor little children? Oh, that's yes. terrifying. Could you? I, mm, 
those parents must have been so terrified. Dude, I know. So there's this guy named Dr. Yamauchi who said that lights emitted at frequencies between 10 hertz and 30 hertz, which means basically a unit frequency uh-huh. of cycles per second. So you have like this reel and it's just going and going and going and going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, can induce seizures and that the color red is also stimulative. Ooh, okay. So those things that were paired together caused all those seizures. Mm-hmm. And... Luckily, most of the children were fine, and only two required hospitalization for a extended period of time. Wow. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Pokemon, Nintendo, you learned, right? A lot of people hopefully learned. The whole TV industry. Yeah. Flashing lights can be dangerous. What are your final thoughts on Lavender Town Syndrome? Well, I can see where the inspiration came from to write such a story. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of lost when uh, it, when he described people shoving their own fists down their mouth, down their throats as a, as a form of death, because honestly, like, can you fit your whole fist in your mouth? Like Karen from Mean Girls. (laughs) I can fit my whole fist in my mouth. What is he? (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. If it's hard enough to do that, like shoving it all the way down your throat, that's, not likely. See, see, I think it was someone's version of creative writing because they were just like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, we'll post um, all the links in the description of, uh, let's see, the the music for one. I will hunt down that video and I will try to find the unknown video. I'm Currently, wishing you luck. it's unknown. <laughs> <laughs> the unknown video that Grace swore she saw one time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I I did I swear, <laughs> and as well as the the paste bin because I don't know if anyone is just really interested in reading that full story that I couldn't really get through. Please do it. <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> I was just looking for the really genuine creepy stuff. Yeah, that was that's relevant. Wild. Now after this, I feel like I do have to go back through my Pokemon game and like get through that annoying ass tunnel. Yeah. And just like see Lavender Town for myself. Mostly because it's full of creepiness and it's lavender. Yeah. And I'm going to turn up the volume. And you like ghosts too, don't you? Mom and dad aren't here to tell me to turn the volume down anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, being an adult can be so fun sometimes. (laughs) But then you hear about things like this. Oh, yes. And something that we will also post in the description is a link to our friends, Marvels, Mysteries, and Midlanders. They are a wonderful podcast originating from England. They have really fun episodes all about like kind of kind of similar type of topics. They did one in the U.S. in Virginia, The Bunnymen. The Bunnymen! <laughs> that is my favorite episode. <laughs> and and uh, you guys, your voices are beautiful. Oh, we love them. Seriously, I just love listening so, to so much. the voices. So if you love a wonderful British accent, go check them out. It's great. That, and they're fucking hilarious. Oh, they're they, so funny. <laughs> and we have a little clip just to give you an idea of how wonderful they are. So here you go. The world is more mysterious than we realize, if we keep an open mind. Welcome to the Marvels, Mysteries, and Midlanders podcast where we dive into all things folklore, the macabre, and the just plain weird. You can expect moments like... I've heard so many tales about you, Gawain. 
<laughs> I'd love to get to know you more, sweet pea. A little reverse Uno card yeah. there. <laughs> On the turntables, my sure. friend. <laughs> and also, I recommend you stand away from the window <laughs> or receive a non-stop <laughs> pop pop of stainless steel. So join me, James, Adam, and Lewis as we get strange and have a good time on Marvel's Mysteries and Midlanders. You might just enjoy yourself. Available on all podcast platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks guys for coming on back. We've got more coming for you, so stick around. If you would like any updates or would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Instagram and Facebook, Your Spooky Neighbors. Also, you can send us a Gmail at yourspookyneighbors at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the content, then be sure to like, share, subscribe. Share us with your other neighbors or your friends or anybody that you know that likes spooky stuff. Just, yeah, just share us. Share the things. Neighbors are sharing people, right? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Come on back next week. Crack a cold one with your spooky neighbors. We'll see you then.